back to Senora Vibes. I'm your host, the Alicia E. Senora Vibes is a spicy lifestyle show celebrating the dynamic experiences of women 40 plus. According to ChatGPT, Senora Vibes typically refers to an aura or demeanor that gives off an elegant, sophisticated, and mature vibe, often associated with older women or senoras. It's about carrying oneself with confidence and grace, exuding a sense of wisdom and experience. So if this sounds like you, come embrace your Senora Vibes with me, and let's explore together our Senora era fearlessly and excited. Welcome back, my friends. Thank you so much for being here. It is season 12 of Senora Vibes podcast. I'm your host, Alicia. And season 12 for me, it's going to be about leveraging relationships, about being more confident in the things that I do, in the things that I try, and definitely putting myself out there a lot more than I do before. And one thing that I think people always ask us about and always want to know about, and, and, and it's a conversation that comes up every time somebody sees us, is where do you guys recommend we visit as couples? Because senoras at this age, we're close, we're in our 40s, we're wanting to enjoy life with our, our, our guys, that kind of thing. And, or our girls too, it could be partners, it could be anybody. And so today I'm bringing back my husband, Rusk, who is my travel buddy. Oh, thanks for bringing me back. And I am your travel buddy. Yeah. And we've been traveling how long now? Oh, since 1999 was our first trip to New York City. It's what, 20, almost 24 years. And yeah. wasn't it cool how... September or May? What was it? September? It was September. We were talking about this the other day because we encourage other couples, or we encourage anybody just to travel. Even if you're going somewhere here in Texas, just get out of your little space, of your little box, and try something new and be adventurous and, and just go for it, right? Yep. And so I think one conversation piece that always tends to come back to us is what are some good places for couples? We're looking to reconnect. We're at a different stage in our life now. We're looking to reconnect with our partners. And so we are thinking, okay, let's give them three places that we love, love, loved and encourage other people to try. So first of all, let's talk about Colombia. Yeah, I think- let's talk uh, about Cartagena, which I think, is, yeah. I think, one of the best places for couples to visit. It, it is one of the best places. It's actually really just for couples. There isn't really much for families to do there. It's a cool, a cool colonial, old Spanish colonial town on the coast of Colombia, right just north of Bogota. And to get there is not complicated. It's a straight flight from Houston to Bogota on United Airlines, and those planes typically leave late at night, arrive early in the morning, and then you just probably have a 90-minute uh, layover in Bogota, and you can catch a 45-minute flight from there to Cartagena. Yeah, and I think one of the recommendations we always give people is when before you book or before you even think, when you're planning your trips or you're planning your travel, 
definitely think about, and I think this is something we always just need to like really remind ourselves as well, is when you're there, finding like a local tour guide or somebody yes. that can help you there. And I think one of the things is people are always saying, where do you find those tour guides or where do you go to find your tour guides? Yep. And something you like to use is tours by locals. Tour, yeah, tours by locals. Yeah. Yes, it's a lot more, it's a lot less expensive than hiring a tour company. We've done those as well. And there are certain countries and certain destinations hiring a tour company that micromanages your entire itinerary. For example, like in Vietnam or if you go to India, those places are a little bit more complex to navigate on your own. But in a place like Cartagena, it's a nice mid-sized town. And you can simply go to toursbylocals.com, type in Cartagena or type in another easier navigable destination. And you can find a whole bunch of tour guides presenting their resumes, their biographies, and how much they charge for the tours. And it's all negotiable, too. Yeah, uh, that's can, really good. They can say for four hours it's two hundred seventy-five dollars, and they'll you can you you just reach out to them, send them a DM, and they'll tell you can go through the itinerary, you can add things, you can uh, delete the stuff off of things they want to suggest. Some people want to see more churches, some people want to see more uh, art history, some people some people want to see more modern stuff, and it all depends on what you want to see when you go to a place. And that's the great thing about these independent freelance tour guides is that they know their city, they know their country, they live there. And a lot of them, in our experience, they've always been very passionate about it. And Lisa and I have discussed this many times over the years is it's a lot of there's two consistent things in tour guides. They all yeah. they all state the obvious <laughs> mm -hmm. and and they're always very passionate about their jobs. Even the freelancers, the ones that they all have to be licensed. They're all governed by whatever the country's regulatory mm -hmm. body for travel tourism is. And so you're not getting just somebody off the street that just has to be an armchair historian or somebody that just knows. They've actually yeah. done, they've done some rigorous uh, exams to make sure that they're not peddling you erroneous information of what mm -hmm. you're seeing or mm -hmm. taking you to places. No, they're right? legit. In they're order legit, for them yeah. to be able to be right. a part of that, they yeah. have to be real. And, and you can negotiate the price. And, mm -hmm. But more importantly, you can negotiate your itinerary. If you don't want to go see a particular mm -hmm. cathedral and say, no, I've seen enough of those. I want to go see yeah. something else. And and they'll just they can skip that for you. Yeah, and so it's a curated pretty much. It's, it's curated. they curate it for you and whatever you want to do. So when you're brainstorming or you're planning ahead, definitely look at that and and see where you want to go, what you want to try. One of the ways that we discover new places is just brainstorming ideas or destinations. Is Rusk is really big about going in the newspaper at the travel um, sections or the destinations or departures magazine. You like getting ideas from there. I like getting ideas from Instagram. And I'll do hashtag Cartagena and it pops up and then you get some ideas on where you want to go and what you want to do. The really great thing about Cartagena is that it has a really amazing colonial vibe and the hotels are very boutique. Yes. They are not, I, I don't think we saw any chain hotels. Yeah. It was very local, very right. homey, very right. charming. Yeah, they've all been remodeled from the yes. 19th, 18th century Spanish came in and former residences were almost office. Yeah. And then turned into boutique hotel. It's the way to do it. Yeah, definitely. And we stayed at a place called Casa San Agustin. Yes. And it's right in the heart of, in the the heart of Carta, town. on the old town. It has mm -hmm. a beautiful pool in the middle of the hotel covered mm -hmm. by vegetation, plants, and they have poolside bar serve. Food is fantastic. So definitely a great place to check out if you're heading out right. there. It's called Casa San It's about a 15-minute drive from 
kids could come, but it's really geared towards couples and um, definitely older couples. Señoras and señores, definitely, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm thinking, the right place for you. And the other thing that's really fantastic about it is you could definitely take boat rides. It's really right off of the piers. You can get a boat ride for the day. And they do boat rides so much fun in Cartagena. Yeah, they right. supply everything for you, food, right. drinks, yeah. and it's really quite right. affordable. It really wasn't yeah. expensive at all. Yeah, these are mini yachts, and they take mm-hmm. you right off the port. And the port, the marina, is actually four, four yachts. Yeah. I think a yacht is defined anything that's over 40 feet long. Yeah. These are like a little smaller than that. Yeah. And they take you to these little islands. It's about an hour, maybe not even an hour, 45 minutes boat ride to the islands and you just island hop for the afternoon and you can go jump in the water you can stay on the beach yeah islands of rosario baru yeah. cholon yeah so Those are all the islands rosario baru and cholon i think you could do snorkeling you could do listening to music you could do a little party right. with some friends if you wanted to invite yeah, no, other couples yeah they, they, they play the local colombian music what is it called it's uh salsa and cumbia salsa and cumbia right which is very popular and the other great thing about it for couples is the rooftop bars. They are so much fun, and almost every night they have singing and dancing yeah. and, and, like, bands playing on right. the roof, rooftop. Yes, it's so much fun. That's actually the number one thing yes. to do in Cartagena is the rooftop bars. There are a plethora of them out there all over the city. There's actually a ranking and rating system for yes. them. The best they reviews, do. right? Best drinks for the best <laughs> entertainment. And the views are really cool because it's all mid-level size boutique buildings and you get to get a good view of the town. Yeah, 360 degree views on some of those, yeah, on some of those rooftop restaurants too. And they have food, they have music. It's just amazing. And I have a whole booklet that that Rusk and I wrote together that gives you an itinerary of all the different places that we tried and all the things that we did. So I'm going to be linking it to this, this podcast episode as well. So let's go to the second place, honey, the second place that we recommend. And this is a place we just came from. We were just there in November. We usually like going to Europe in the fall because less people, less tourists. The weather is fantastic. It's not too cold, not too hot. And we were just in the Rioja. Yes. So we were, like Alicia had mentioned, it was, it's actually, to us, it's more beneficial to travel into Europe. In the low season. Yes, it's cold. It's a little chilly, but it's not like freezing cold. It's like no, it's not very cold. 50s, but nobody's there. And so you have the whole place to yourself. The restaurants to yourself, the wineries to yourself. There's not a lot of tourists uh, going on. And, and it's, I think this is the second year we've done this. Last year we did France in November. This year we did Spain. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to do Rioja and start off there. It's in northern Spain. It's about a two and a half, three hour drive. Madrid. Yeah. You can fly to Madrid from New York, and uh, you get in early in the morning. You rent a car, you drive out to uh, to Rioja, which is about two and a half hours. And we stayed in a hotel called the Marquez de Riscal. It's it's based on the famous archaeologist Frank Gehry, and uh, it's a very cool architect. Architect. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say archaeologist. Architect. Architect Frank Gehry, and he designed this particular Marriott hotel. It's in the heart mm-hmm. of Rioja. It's in actually in the, in the heart of Rioja Alta, which is a little bit north of the main part of Rioja. And yeah. he's, his design, the hotel represented red wine, white wine, and he has these aluminum metal, I don't even know what they are. Structures? Structures, yeah. What are I, they? I have no idea. 
<laughs> these metal pad, they're like yeah, they're, they're aluminum paneling yeah. all over the hotel, and it's supposed to represent a vineyard mm -hmm. symbolically, mm -hmm. represent the red wine, the white wine, and, and it's anyway, it's amazing. And uh, Rioja is known for its. If you guys are big Tempranillo fans, this is the heart of Tempranillo country. Some of the best Tempranillos in the world come from Rioja, and it's the great. There's some great restaurants out there, and some of the wineries, if I recall, we visited was Yesios. Yeah, Bodega Yesios. Bodega Yesios. That's Y S I O S. Uh, also, we visited Marquez de Riscal. That's the hotel we that's stayed at. That's the hotel, which is beautiful. Right. Yeah. Lopez de Heredera, mm -hmm. that's one of the big players in town. There's also Murcia, that's another. Bodegas Roda. Bodegas Roda, we went there, which is mm -hmm. right next to them. And, and they're all within this main wine road yeah. in the middle of the town. And the name of the town, you'd probably have to pronounce it better than me, start with the letter. Oh, wow. I can't, I need to like look at it. But if you are looking to visit here, I think one way that would really give you some good ideas is to hash, is to look at the hashtag hashtag Rioja Alta or hashtag visit Rioja Alta or hashtag wine travelers. Is that my alarm going off? That sure is. So those are some, some hashtags. So that's definitely a good way for you to, to find tours out there and wineries that you might want to try. This is the, the hashtag. Ezequiel Rioja. Ezequiel yeah. Rioja. That is the town you stay at to be mm -hmm. in the heart of Rioja Alta and Rioja Alavesa. I don't recommend you go to Rioja Oriental or Rioja Baja. Those are some of the more entry-level wines. It's more countryside out there. This is the heart of where you're going to find the best quality in terms of price ratio. It's in Rioja Alta and Rioja Alavesa. There's subregions in Ezequiel, the town that you have. Yeah, Ezequiel. Ezequiel, mm -hmm. that's the town that's the starting point to branch off to all those wineries. Exactly. So that was amazing. That was lovely. And then we took a ride out to Priorat, and we stayed at a place called Terra Dominicata, which is amazing, gorgeous hotel and winery. It's a hidden gem of Catalonia. So Priorat is a very nerdy wine region. It's actually a very small wine region. I think, if I recall, there are only 21 or 22 mm -hmm. wineries, but it dates back to early 1500s. Actually, you'll probably find modern wine history dates back to the uh, 1500s and there used to be there there was 10 main families in uh, Priorat and they branched off two different families and there were the five main producers from each family and one of the famous ones is Clos du Obac C-L-O-S apostrophe D sorry C-L-O-S D apostrophe Obac O-L-B-A-C yeah and the wines were just phenomenal this is a this is a Bordeaux kind of blend area with some Grenache in it. So you, they're mostly Grenache-based wines and you'll find some Cabernet Sauvignons and uh, Merlots in there, possibly even a Cabernet Franc blend in. So you're not looking like the mm -hmm. Rhone Bordeaux mixture of different wines. And it's just, it's some of the best wines I think you and I have had tried um, in probably in, in all of our wine ever, drinking years, right? Ever, yeah. This is the only region we had actually shipped the wine back from of the three regions that we had visited in Spain on this particular trip. And it's a, once again, it's Priorat, P-R-I-O-R-A-T, mm -hmm. and it's a four-hour drive from Rioja, mm -hmm. uh, but it's a beautiful drive in the countryside. I think that's one of the most romantic things yes. is the drive. It's yes. just so beautiful. Right. The whole Rioja countryside, I yes. think, just it's underrated. It's so gorgeous. It's underrated. And when you get to Priorat, it's a lot of switchbacking in the hills. And what's also interesting about this particular wine region is that the vines are not on typical flat land they are on what they call terrazos or terraces 
and they're designed that way to capture the rainfall, which is very scarce in that particular area. And so you see these vines like on going like on steps. And it's all mechanical harvesting out there, which makes for great quality wine. I'm sorry, not mechanical. It's all manual harvesting, hand harvesting out there, which makes for hand selection in the wines. And you're getting some of the best products. And that hotel that you had mentioned where we stayed at. Yeah, Terra Dominicata. Dominicata. Yeah, they got great winery there themselves and beautiful views. And it's nestled in between, in a valley between the hills and the mountains. It's just, it's by far, I think, some of the most beautiful real, not real estate, but just geography, I think, we've ever seen anywhere. 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 And it's so romantic. Definitely bring your significant other there because it's so pretty. And the name of the city where this is Tarragona. So if you want to look it up on the map, it's Tarragona in Spain. And it's called Priorat because it was established as a priory by the monks. And they were the ones who cultivated the first grapes there and the first wine. So that's why it's, it's called Priorat, because it was established by the monks in this particular region of Spain. But it's, I don't know if I've ever had more bold, beautiful red wine yes. in my life. Yeah, it's bold and it's sexy at the same Gorgeous, time. Gorgeous, beautiful. Those two words are typically not interchangeable. What, bold and sexy? Not in wine. Oh. Yeah, bolds are like typically a very full body wine that have flavors. Kind of and what are sexy wines? Kind of sexy wines are silky wines that where everything is integrated. Oh. So the acid, the tannins. Oh, okay. All that's nothing overpowered the wine. It's not too acidic. It's not too tannic. Mm. It's not too red fruit based or too black, blue fruit based. That's what bold wines are. Bold wines, the way I would define them is one that has way too much acid or way too much tannins. Mm-hmm. But that's maybe like the signature of that region. Mm-hmm. Signature of that particular grape. Gotcha. This, this kind of mixes it all together. Right. So makes it a sexy or silky wine. Okay. Okay. And then from there, we drove south to. No, we drove a north. Oh. Northeast. Northeast. Yes, okay. Right. Why we're, does it seem south? So we're now me? we're now heading okay. from Madrid, that center part of Spain. Yeah. And we're heading east all the way to the coast. And then we finished off in Barcelona. That's how we flew back from there. Now we don't have to drive back to Madrid. It makes no sense. And so we headed northeast to... Yeah, Cava Hotel Mastinel. Cava Hotel Mastinel. This is now the sparkling wine champagne region. Of course, Mm -hmm. it's not champagne, so sparkling wine. This is now their champagne mm -hmm, region mm -hmm. in Spain. It's Mm -hmm. called Benedes. And Mm -hmm. of course, they have red and white wines there as well, but this is they're known for their sparkling wine. Mm -hmm. And the sparkling wine out there is called Cava. It's very traditional. It's very similar to the traditional winemaking technique that they use in a champagne as well. It's just a little bit more fruity here. And it's beautiful there as well. That hotel that we have stayed at, I would mm-hmm. recommend you guys looking it up on their Instagram. Yeah. The design of the hotel has oak barrels. looks like it's signed oak barrels. And I'm sorry, not oak barrels. The wine glass. It's the, the wine bubbles. glass and the bubbles. The bubbles. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. I thought. When I asked him if it was oak barrels with bottles inside, mm-hmm. laying on their sides. but he No, said it's the bubbles. It's bubbles in a glass. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's such a unique. It, one thing I did love is that they take like their architecture very seriously they in do, Spain. Right? Yep, and it's very, it's, commens- it's commensurate to the region that you're at. And that's why we picked these three hotels is because they represented each region, that each wine region that that they reside in. And... Even the one in Priorat, mm-hmm. it was like almost part of the hill. Like they almost built the hotel mm-hmm. out of the side of the hill. Mm-hmm. And it represented in the color of the hotel, the brown. Which exactly. Was, make it look like it was barren. It's not a barren area. It has vegetation. But it's not like overly lush with vegetation. And all of it is, all the designs, the architecture of the hotel is taken into consideration the, the area that it's in. 
Yeah, so definitely if you want to try that place, definitely hashtag Benedes or Turismo España. That area is amazing and just so unique and different as well. So if you're looking for a place to go with your loved one, that's definitely a huge recommendation. And the food, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. They always say that the gastronomy of the Spanish is like so like above everything and like amazing. Okay, now I know why. Like now it's certifiable. I loved it. The food was so good. Yeah, okay, and so, so and then from there it's a short drive to uh, to, to Barcelona. To Barcelona, it's, only, right. it's about twenty five thirty minutes, and that's how we routed the trip is mm-hmm. to make it uh, efficient, so you're not having to drive all the way back to Madrid another four or five hours. So from there it's twenty five minutes in Barcelona back to New York and New York to Houston. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a beautiful wine region out there. It's the Penedès and Priorat are nerdy wine regions. Not a lot of people know about them. It's, it doesn't have the reputation of Rioja unless you study wine. And it's, it's just, it's definitely the place. I typically don't like going back to the same places twice, but that's something I would probably go back a second time. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Take me with you. Mm. Always. Don't leave me behind. <laughs> Always. That's, that's a given. <laughs> yeah. I wrote an Instagram the other day. I'm like, I have to sacrifice because my husband likes, needs to research for wine. So I'm sacrificing myself and coming along with you, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Elatasi. Worse. Okay, so the last place I want to talk about, because it was such a unique and special place, is Baja, California, Mexico. But the place where we stayed is called Paradero. Yeah, it's, it's one hour, maybe an hour, 15 minutes north of Cabo. You just fly into Cabo, quick flight, as you all know, two hours. And then you just, you could rent a car or, or the hotel can arrange transportation for you, or you can get a taxi or Uber, whatever you want to do. And you just head north and it's off the beaten path, industrial kind of looking hotel. It had like cement walls and the rooms are hidden off with, there's no windows except for the front, but it's amazing. The pool and the view of the pool, mm-hmm. it has an infinity pool designed to it with restaurants right next to it. Yes. You're looking at cactuses, you look at the desert. It's just, it was, it's just. It's such a unique place. Right. It's also one of those hotels that's, it was designed by a very well-renowned architect called Desert de Serenity is what they call it there, where the desert meets the Sea of Cortez. It's a beautiful place. I need to find who designed it because it's just so gorgeous, but definitely another place for couples. Yeah, this is a place where you just go to relax, just chill by the pool, get some, maybe some work done, do some reading. It's in the middle of the desert, surrounded, like I had said, about cactuses and all kinds of desert-like vegetation. And it's just, it's a really cool place. And the food, the food is just, beyond amazing yeah, yeah. and that so, and the hotel can arrange anything for you out there you could do some tours into the desert if you want i remember there was there, i remember seeing that there was an astronomy tour they do late at night because you're out there in the yeah that's right we did a beach picnic that's what yeah yeah we did a beach right. picnic which yeah. was really romantic and yes. nice and amazing Again, these are ideas for you to spice up your love life, right? If you are wanting to spice it up, I'm we're giving you guys some really good places and some good tips on yeah. how to make it sexy, how to make it romantic. And do I am we, telling you. Do we need to mention the name of the hotel? Paradero? Yeah, it's Hotel Paradero. That's right. Yeah, Hotel Paradero. Yeah, and communication is really good with them. And If you want to look them up, their Instagram account is Paradero Hotels. Yeah, Paradero Hotels, yep. and it's it's an award-winning de- design. It's just so perfect and beautiful, and you're not going to regret it. I'm telling you, this is just one of those places that you will look and say, oh, my gosh, like, I definitely need to try this place out. Yeah, so those, Insta-worthy. Are, the, those are the three places we did in 2023 that we thought were great couples uh, that we're sharing 
Netherlands, yeah. Cartagena and Colombia, uh, the northern uh, region of Spain, mm-hmm. Wine, Rioja, Priorat, and Benedes, and then Paraderos, which is also the name of the town, and it's an hour of Cabo. Yep, yep. So if you want more details on that, let me know. Send me some DMs on my Insta at uh, Senora Vibes Podcast. And I'm going to also be adding a link for the travel itinerary that we created for Cartagena. I'm thinking, Rusk, maybe we can create an itinerary for, for Rioja. Because that, that one has a lot of really great yeah, details, yeah, too, and some yeah. really good stuff on there. So definitely look out for that one because we'll create a, an itinerary for y'all for that one as well. But thank you so much, honey. I appreciate yeah, you. Well, thanks for bringing me back on here. And I love having you. Thank yeah. you. I love being on Yeah. Mm, I love you. Are we going to do any wine later on? Yes, I'm like, I'm, I'm now, now thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Just talking about <laughs> I know. Thank you so much, everyone. And like I said, if you want to know more, reach out to me. Please send a review. Please let me know what you think of everything. Friends, before we go, I'm asking a huge favor of you. Please review the podcast. You can go to Apple or you can go to Spotify. Share the episodes with your friends and support my sponsors. Furthermore, I'd love to connect with you when you visit my website, www.aliciaelatasi.com. Here you'll see that I can help you set up your very own podcast. You'll have access to my curated travel itineraries. Additionally, my caregiver's handbook, something I'm very proud of. There's even something there on creating passive income. Oh, and let's not forget, I can help you buy or sell your home. So check me out at www.aliciaelatasi.com. And remember, the key to anything is execution. Wonder, wonder, wonder.